is God's word. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you for the spirit of God that's in this place. And Father, as we yield our hearts, I thank you for, the, for a deposit of your word being sown. And Lord, we know your word declares that when a seed is sown, all that we need is some time and then we will experience a harvest. And so Lord, I'm declaring a planting today. I'm declaring, Father, a harvest today. And I thank you that what's being taught will go down deep, plant deep roots. And, Father, when it springs up, no devil on this world, in this world, will be able to stop the fruit from the word that will be sown. And so we give you thanks in advance for signs, miracles, and wonders following your word. In Jesus' name, everybody say, amen, amen. amen. God bless you. And if you are in the 7th through 12th grade, you are dismissed. 7th through 12th grade, you are dismissed. I know you all were waiting on that. We're in a mini-series called The Key to Everything. Look Look at your neighbor and say, The Key to Everything. And the key to everything, I believe, is provided in God's Word. God's Word has spiritual keys that are designed to open kingdom doors. In other words, there is a key to unlocking every door to God's blessings, God's favor, and God's prosperity, even healing in your life. So if you're taking notes today, the message title is The Key to the Next Level. The key to the next level. And I believe this lesson can be a game changer for your life. See, many people want to go to the next level, desire to go to the next level, but they don't know how to get to the next level. And so my goal today is to help communicate to you through God's word on how to get to the next level, whatever area it is in your life. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16, and then I want you to find Joshua chapter 1. That was Matthew chapter 16, and then Joshua chapter 1. I believe God wants all of us to reach our maximum potential. Everybody say maximum potential. And God has built into each one of us, in our DNA of our heart, he has put in us a desire to grow, a desire to advance, a a desire to succeed, and and even those who are not even saved have a desire to want more. Can you say amen to that? And when I say next level, I mean for you to move from where you are 
to a better place or a higher place. And another way of saying it is that God wants each of us to, he wants to see us grow to the next level in our spiritual life, in our relationship, in our finances, even in our emotions, God wants us to move up to the next level. And many people need to go to the next level, especially in their emotions, because if they don't, they'll respond in the flesh and not the spirit. Amen. And how many know holidays give you opportunity to respond in the flesh? Amen. Let everybody come over and you cook and they don't help you clean up. And I've discovered a powerful key that I believe is guaranteed to assist you in moving to the next level. So in Matthew chapter 16, are you there? Say, I'm there. Let's read, and it's kind of long, but let's read in verse 19 or starting, well, let's start in verse 13. It says, and he said, this was Jesus talking, he said unto them, but whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter, Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Watch verse 19, because it, it, it shows us that there are keys. And I will give unto you the what? keys of the kingdom and whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in, in heaven everybody say there are some kingdom keys so let's see what that key is to go up to the next level so here's the first point that i want you to write down something must die for you to live at the next level i'm gonna say that again something must die for you to live to the next level. Now, this is going to be a very, very challenging message, and I know it is. This is not, I'm, I'm not going to give you Gerber this morning. You know, Gerber food, you don't even need teeth to eat it. You just swallow. What I'm about to give you this morning is some meat. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm, I'm about to get some filet mignon. <laughs> now, go to Joshua chapter 1, Joshua 1. I'm going to read the first point again. Something must die for you to live at the next level. Joshua chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, now after the death of who? Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to who? Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses is minister. Now, let's just stop because I want to give you some, some, a metaphor here. Notice here that God said through, through uh, the book of Joshua that Moses died and it wasn't until Moses died that God spoke to Joshua. I'm going to say that again. It wasn't until Moses died that God spoke to Joshua. Now, how does that relate to us? There are some things that are going to have to die in your life for you to hear God in your life. See, God could have said this to Joshua while Moses was alive, but there was no need to. And so there are some things that are in our lives that need to die. And it says here, after Moses died, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of, Moses, uh, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is now dead. 
He says, now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Notice now that Joshua is receiving next level instruction, next level blessings, next level direction for his life. But it only came because something died. And I believe God is ready to give us next level instructions, but he's waiting on some things to die on the inside. Amen. Let's keep reading. He says, from the wilderness, verse 4, and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward going down of the sun shall be your coast. He said, there shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. He says, be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall you divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be strong and be very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left hand that you may prosper where you go. Notice that Joshua's next level of leadership and instruction from his life came after the death of Moses. And I believe there are areas in our lives that have to wither up and die. And you say, well, pastor, I don't know what you're talking about. Look at your neighbor and say, he's about to help you. Go to John chapter 4. Go to John 4. Let me show you something. This is very powerful. John chapter 4. Verse, no, I'm sorry, John chapter 12. John chapter 12, verse 24. John 12, 24. Let me show you something about death. Now, when I say death, I'm not necessarily talking about uh, physical death because God can't do nothing with your life if you're physically dead. But there are some things that need to die on the inside that's all about us. Come on now. You know, Jesus even had, Jesus said at one of the, pinnacle peaks of his life he says not my will but thy will be done you know what that says to me Jesus had a will and at that point his will didn't match God's will and so he said well nevertheless not my not what I want to do but what you want to do and when you reach that point in your life you will go up a level and anytime you go up a level guess what you will go up in blessings and favor and prosperity in your life Watch John chapter 12, look in verse 24. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, uh, except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and does what, class? Die, it abides alone. But if it, the corn of wheat, dies, it will bring forth what? Much fruit. Notice it didn't just say fruit. It says much fruit. He that loves his life shall lose it, and he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Now, notice he said that a, a, a kernel of corn is no good until it falls into the ground and dies. And so, guess what? Jesus can be your Savior, but not necessarily be Lord in every area of your life. Amen. He may not be Lord over your mouth. Hmm. Amen. Paul said, write this down in 1 Corinthians 15, 31. He says, I die daily. See, some of us are not at that point yet. We need to die every minute. And then you move from a minute to I die hourly. 
And then if you grow a little bit more, you can say, I die daily. Well, there are some levels and blessings that will only come when our flesh dies at the level that we're on. See, I'll never forget. I, I can show you where I was standing. When I was saved, I had been saved maybe a year and a half or so. And I had, man, I was on, excited for God. And at that point, my desire was to be a great businessman. I, at the time, you know, we have all types of people now that have been on Forbes magazine. But at the time, I wanted to be the first African-American man on Forbes magazine. That was one of my desires. And I'll never forget, I stood there on the campus of Prairie View A&M University. And I said, Lord, I'll do everything you want me to do. I just don't ever, ever want to be a preacher. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. And you know what? He let me go with that prayer for a little while. Because, see, my concept of even what a preacher's life should be like was warped then. Because, see, I know, uh, I have learned that just because God changes your occupation doesn't mean he changes your desires. Okay, you said, what do you mean? I mean, I desire to, to wear nice clothes and drive nice cars. I desired that when I, was, when I had a business passion. Well, why would God change that desire just because he changed my occupation? And so I thought I was just going to have to dumb down the poverty because I saw all the, all the preachers I saw were broke, busted, and disgusted. Amen. Eleven people come out of a Volkswagen. Amen. Preacher had on a suit that was shiny with football socks on. How many know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Amen. And here's the thing. Most believers have accepted what I call the next level lie. Let me tell you what the next level lie is. This lie sounds like this. Oh, that's just me. See, that's the next level lie because if you're saying that's just me, what you're saying is I will never change. Here, here's another next level lie. Oh, that's just the way I am. Here's another one. That's just my personality. Well, maybe God wants to change your personality. Maybe your personality is in the way of the personality of the Holy Spirit. Here's another one. Oh, that just runs in my family. Here's a good one. Let me just be real. See, most, when, most people about to say that. When most people say, well, let me just be real, they really are just about to be rude. <laughs> Amen. So let me give you some areas that you and I may need to die in. Some of us need to die in our emotions. Hmm, it's quiet, ain't it? These are people who process everything through how they feel. I mean, if you have set a date, you know, to go out with them, to go eat or have lunch, and you have to reschedule, then they think it's something wrong. What did I do wrong? Maybe they don't like me no more. No, they just had something that came up. Some of us need to die in our mouths. These are people who talk first and think later. Their mouths are swords that they use to just cut people up. Touch your neighbor and say, he ain't talking to me. Now look at him again and say, you look like you're lying though. <laughs> Some of us need to die in how we manage our money. We're not managing, managing our money God's way. And this is, you know, these are people that 
you know, you've been managing your money for years the same way you've been doing it, and it hasn't been working. So why wouldn't you try something different? Some of us need to die in anger. You know, the Bible says, be ye angry, but sin not. So it's not a sin to be angry or have anger, but it's the sin to stay angry. These are people who get angry and they stay angry. They pull up stuff from 1952. They ain't that old. They just remember something your mama said. I remember your mama said in 1952 you did this. What? These are people that if they could get away with killing you without getting caught, they probably would. <laughs> Some people need to die in our body. These are people who just need to yield their bodies as, as righteousness unto God. These are people who marry, who think they own their own body, who decide when their spouse is going to get sex or not. Oh, okay, let me keep going. Now, these are single people who think they're married. Shacking. Money all together. What if it don't work out? You don't put your money together with this man or this lady. Okay, that's not good either. All right, let's go to number. Let's go to number six. Here's another area that we may need to die in. Just die in being disobedient. These are people who know God wants them to change, but they are just waiting for the next time. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. Here's another one. Maybe you need to die because you're a procrastinator. These are people who will always do it tomorrow. See, do you know procrastination waits on no one? Opportunity may knock one time. God's not obligated to bring it across in your life again. It's not his fault that I'm not ready. Amen. Here's another one. These are, this, is, this goes to single people. You may, may need to die because you are a serial dater. Hmm. These are people who can never be by themselves. Amen. And then maybe you need to die because you're just selfish. These are people uh, where everything has to benefit them. These are people, they rarely do things to only benefit others. These are non-givers. These are people who will never volunteer outside of something that's going to benefit them. This means amen. Praise the Lord. So there are some, some levels of blessings that will only come when our flesh dies. So let me just give you point number two. Here's point number two because it's going to get a little better. Next level promises come with next level change. I'm going to say that again. Next level promises come with next level change. Now go over to Genesis 22. Go to Genesis 22. Genesis chapter 22. And this is the story of Abraham. And here's what God, I think, was trying to get across in this story. I think God wanted us to see... That although he may promise us something, he wants to make sure that what he has promised us doesn't outweigh his influence in our life. Okay, let me say it like this. Maybe one of the reasons you're not married is because that person would become God in your life. Okay, let me say this over here. Maybe, maybe you don't have that car you want because you would worship it on Sunday and wash it instead of coming to church. Okay, let me say it over here. Maybe you don't have the increase you want because you would spend it all going, on, going to shopping. 
instead of also being a blessing to somebody else. Amen. Look in Genesis chapter 22, look in verse 8. Now, there's a lot of reading, a lot of reading, but uh, we're going to get to it. It says, and it came to pass after these things that, that God did test. That word tempt means test. He tested Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, behold, I'm here. At least Abraham heard him. Amen. And he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and I want you to go to a land of Moriah, and I want you to offer him there for a burnt offering up on the mountains, which I will show you. Wait a minute. You done gave me a son. It has taken me a hundred years to have him, and now you're asking me to offer my son up? Watch verse 3. And Abraham rose up in the morning. Notice he didn't argue with God. He saddled up his donkey, and he took two of his young men with him, Isaac his son, and he and clave the wood for the burnt offering. He rose up and went up to the place where God told him. Verse 4. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes. He saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, You stay here with the donkeys, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and he laid it upon Isaac his son. Notice Isaac was old enough to carry the wood. So it wasn't like he was this little bitty kid. Okay? Now watch this. It says in verse 6, He took the wood and the, burn, and the offering, and, and Isaac his son took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both up together. And Isaac spoke to Abraham his father, and he says, My father, he said, Here I am, my son. He says, Behold, I see the fire, I see the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my God, he says, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Now, Abraham already knew who was going to be burnt up. I'm pretty sure he didn't tell his son, so his son wouldn't run. How many would run? Oh, yes, indeed, I would run. So they went both together, verse 9, and they came to a place which God had told of him. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son, laid him upon the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. At least Abraham was listening. Praise the Lord. And he said, lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do, him, do anything to him. For I now know that you fear God seeing you have withheld your son, your only son. And Abraham lifted up his eyes. Watch this now, because I'm going to show you next level blessings, next level increase. And looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by the horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah what? That's where we get the song from, Jehovah Jireh, he's my provider. As it is said to this day, now here's verse 15, which is where I want you to focus. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven, the what? The second time and said, by myself have I sworn, says the Lord. For because you have done this thing and not withheld thy son, thine only son, that... In blessing, I will bless you, and in multiplying, I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seas of the shore. And thy seed shall possess the gates of your enemies, and in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because... The only reason God gave him next-level promises... 
is because he was willing to allow something he loved to die. Let me tell you how powerful this is. Do you know Abraham had Isaac and Jacob? Y'all know, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And do you know out of Jacob, you know, uh, Esau and all of them came, basically the 12 tribes of, 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 of Israel came out of that. And one of those 12 tribes was the, was the tribe of Judah. Well, how many know what tribe Jesus came out of? He came out of the tribe of Judah. In other words, this promise that God gave Abraham affected generations all the way down to Jesus Christ. But God did not give him those next level promises until something he was willing to die for or let die. So here's my question. What is it, what is it in your life that, that needs to die? Because, see, if you're not dying, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're not changing. And if you're not changing, you're spiritually stuck in neutral. I'm going to say that again. If you're not dying, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're not changing. Now, you say, well, what do you mean by all that? See, remember he says, unless a seed go down to, into the ground and do what? Die, it abides alone. But then if it dies, it says it brings forth what? Much fruit. So if you're not dying... You're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're not changing. And if you're not changing, you are spiritually stuck in neutral. And I believe there are some spiritually stuck in neutral believers in this room. You've been at this level long enough. You have maximized the place you're in long enough. It's time for you to move up. But the only way you're going to move up is something that you're not doing right now, you're going to have to start doing. And something that you are doing right now, you're going to have to stop doing. Maybe God is waiting on you to get your mouth under control. Because he knows if you don't, the moment you say I do and get married as a single person into marriagehood, man, you will cut that person up before you even go to your first honeymoon. Amen. You know, John 12, 23, just write it down. I love this. This is the... The Living Bible translation, it says, Jesus replied that the time had come for him to return to his glory in heaven and that I must fall and die like a kernel of wheat that falls into the furrows of the earth. Unless I die, this was Jesus talking, unless I die, I will be alone a single seed, but my death will produce many new wheat kernels. How, do you, how many of you know that because Jesus died, remember now, something had to die. So, so we can have more. Jesus died, and because of his death, now God has many sons and many daughters. So guess what? Maybe there's some things in our lives that need to die for us to reach next level status. Maybe there's some pride in your life you don't even know about. Maybe that's why you, you got demoted. God just wanted to see if your pride could handle it. Look at your name and say, he ain't talking to nobody in here. <laughs> Tell him, he ain't talking to nobody in here. Now look at him again and say, but when you listen to the podcast, he's talking to you though. <laughs> so here's, here's the question as we end. How do we die? How do you die? Because uh, uh, the benefit of dying is really next level instructions, next level blessings, next level promises. How do I die? Well, first of all, you have to have a vision of what dying will do for you. 
See, the reason why you shouldn't be scared of physical death because you already have a vision of heaven. Come on now. The reason why, you know, uh, you were ready to become 16 is because you had a vision of having your driver's license. Uh, The reason why, you know, you had a vision of getting married is because you wanted to have kids one day. You had, that was the vision of getting married. Maybe you had this vision of being promoted so you could tell everybody what to do. I don't know. But you had a vision. Well, what is the vision of dying on the inside? Well, first of all, you got to see the Bible says, Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. See, Jesus saw that at the end of this death, I will be sitting on the right hand of God. He knew that. So that vision is what allowed him to continue the course of the the cross. So my question is, what's the benefit of dying? The benefit is next level life. Because one day, even though I said that prayer at Prayer View A&M University, God knew one day he was going to ask me to do the very thing I prayed that he would never do. And one day I was praying one day. And the Holy Spirit says, I want you to preach my word. How many know I wasn't ready for that? I was minding my own business. I'm just going through the prayer. I'm just talking to the Lord. And and see, sometimes, you know, the Lord is trying to get you to go in another direction, but you ain't listening. So what I did, I said, Lord, uh, let me pray this again. What would you say? I want you to preach my word. And so I knew once, you know, preaching is like AIDS. Once you call, you got it. I mean, the gift of God is without repentance. I mean, once he calls you, you call. I don't care. You call. It's like AIDS. You got it. I mean, that's it. So I knew if I told my pastor that, I know he would just, you know. So finally, I I accepted it. But I I learned a secret, which is the second step in dying. First, you got to get a vision. Of the benefit of dying. Number two, the second benefit or the second thing you have to do is you got to keep saying yes to to the Lord. You don't say yes to Jesus one time. You got to keep saying yes. I didn't know that. I thought I'm just going to say yes to Jesus as my Savior and I wouldn't have to say yes no more. That, That wasn't true. I had to say yes to preach. I had to say yes to pastor. I had to say yes to move to Jamaica. I had to say yes. You see, I had to keep saying yes and nobody told me that. So guess what? Instead of saying yes, I was saying no. Because I didn't know the yes was connected to my next level. And I'm wondering what God is trying to get you to do. He's trying to get you to just say yes. Amen. And then after you say yes, then you got to surrender. You know that song? I surrender. Y'all know the song? You got to surrender. Surrender just means you got to come out with your hands up. Lord, I enjoy cussing. I really do. I really like the way it sounds. And it really helps me just tell people off without hitting them. Lord, it feels good to cuss. I just like how it flows off my mouth. But Lord, I'm surrendering today. Because you know what? All it takes, here's the next step. After you surrender, you got to now make a decision to not go back. You got to make a decision. No, I'm not going back to where I manage my money. I'm not going back there. I'm not going back to being mean and angry. 
I'm not going back to being emotional where nobody knows who's going to show up to work that day. How many got people like that? You don't know what, who they going to, you don't know what side of the bed they going to. You got to make a decision. And then after you make a decision, you got to begin to obey God. And let me show you the secret to obeying God. Here's the secret. You can't do all things through Christ who strengthens you until you decide to do it. In other words, the strength doesn't come until you decide that you're going to do all things through Christ. He don't need to give you the strength if you're not going to do it. So the strength in doing it comes when you make a decision and just begin to do. So here's the question. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? Is there anybody in here that have some areas or area in your life that you know you need to die in? Just raise your hand right there at your seat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Put your hand down. Father, in the name of Jesus, only you by the supernatural power of the living God can go in, change, erase, heal, only you can do that. So, Lord, I'm asking for those who raise their hands and say, Lord, I know there are some areas I need to die in. Lord, I thank you that as they go through that process of seeing and having a vision for how their life will be, how the next level of promises will come, the next level of blessings will come as a result of them making a decision. As they see that, Lord, and then as they begin to acknowledge, Lord, this is where I am. I thank you that when they get to the end where they decide to do, that the strength that they need will empower them to do it. And I declare on the inside of each one of them right now, Holy Spirit, strengthen them now to do everything that they need to do to change in these areas. And Lord, I thank you for a next level church, a next level of people, next level positions, next level prosperity, next level blessings, next level of favor, next level, Father, of being a blessing. I thank you, Father, for that taking place in this church. That as we start this week of generosity, that our city will know that we are here to know Christ and to make him known in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here this morning. And if you've never made...